0: Out of, out of this world, Kavanah means intention, deliberateness, uh, mindfulness. And Kavanah is an idea that penetrates almost every aspect of what we do uh, in terms of halacha and the mitzvot of the Torah. Uh, it's not just a question of when we're davening, for example, when, we, when we're praying, we need to daven with Kavanah, with that intention and, and awareness and mindfulness. When we make a broche, there has to be kavanah. When we do a mitzvah, there has to be a kavanah. And, and, and it, we, we hold that mitzvot srichot kavanah, that if a mitzvah is done completely mindlessly, uh, it doesn't always count as having been done at all. Kavanah is what connects an action to an individual. If an action is just mechanical and robotic, it doesn't really connect to an individual and certainly doesn't develop and impact the individual him or herself. But when there's kavanah, it is kavanah, it Is that mental focus. And kavanah is more than mental. Kavanah includes an emotional presence uh, in the action that is being done. When all of that is there, that there is that presence, there is that direction, there is that intention, uh, then the individual is connected with the action that he's performing. Interesting, therefore, that in the opening mits- Mishnah of our on and with Bates, we see this Strange situation when it comes to yibum, that, which is a mitzvah, uh, it doesn't seem to need kavanah. And even an onus, even if a person does it by force, with no intention, uh, with no deliberate choice being made in the action, it still works. It's still a valid yibum. And the, the Gemara looks at that and tries to understand, what does it mean? How do you do yibum as an onus? How can a man be forced to have an intimate relationship with a woman. A woman can be raped, but how does a man even do that? And the Gemara suggests one of the uh, answers is, is uh, that it, it's done while the man is asleep. Um, and, and he's aroused in his sleep and she takes advantage of that, similar to what happened to Lot with his daughters. Uh, and then the Gemara brings Rav Yehuda's view that If he's asleep, he can't do Yibum. Yibum doesn't work with a person who's asleep. Uh, and it's not just because there's not kavana, because we've established that that onus works with yibum, that there is such a thing as unintentional yibum still being a valid yibum. So what is the peculiar aspect of a sleeping person, a person who's not awake, uh, that yibum doesn't work for him? And Rashi says something very, very fascinating. And we'll understand, as we probe Rashi a little more deeply, we'll understand how important and relevant and unique what R- Rashi's statement is. Rashi says, Yashen lo'chanah, the reason that a person who's asleep hasn't uh, been able to acquire this woman as a Yevama, is the Yashen love bardat. A Yashen is not a bardat. Now that word barda'at is very important. It doesn't mean that somebody who's asleep doesn't have intention or isn't capable of intention. It means a Yashen, a person who is asleep, is not considered a person capable of intention. In other words, the sleeping person is a different kind of a being. It's not the same person. If Ruven is, is awake part of the day and asleep part of the day, it's not the same Ruven that when he's awake is able to pay attention. And when he's asleep, that same Ruvain is not able to pay attention. Rashi seems to be implying that Ruven asleep is a different creature. He's a creature that is loved by he's, he's like an animal in a sense. He doesn't have the capacity to do intentional actions that involve kavana, direction, and mindfulness. And therefore, lo kinyan no kinyan. His kinyan cannot be a kinyan. Um, and if we look at, at some of the other Rishonim, because all of the Rishonim comment on this Rashi, in fact, and have a bit of a difficulty with him. So let's go through at least two of the Rishonim that we have on the page and then try and understand Rashi even even more clearly. Uh, the Asks and says about Rashi, it it doesn't seem to be clear because we have the case of a cherish. A cherish is a person who's deaf and dumb, can't speak, can't hear, and is normally considered as not being a bardat, somebody not capable of full intellectual competence. Uh, And nevertheless, we see that a cherish can perform yibum. So it's not about being intellectually competent, says the Tosvashishonim. And so the Tosvashishonim answers in, in quite a modern way, actually, because he says, you've got to look at it quite subjectively. Whether a person is using his kavana or not in the act of yibum depends on the level of his capacity for kavana and how much of that capacity he's actually using. So in the case of a cherish, somebody who's deaf or dumb, he's using the full capacity of the kavanah that he is capable of. And he's bringing that capacity to the action and that's sufficient. There's no objective measure of how much kavana you need. Kavana is subjective by its very nature, and so Tosfes Yishayim answers uh, suggests that as long as an individual is using his full capacity for kavana, that's all that can be expected. At a yashen, this Ruven, who is sometimes awake and sometimes asleep, when he's awake, he's capable of full intellectual capacity. And when he's asleep, he's not capable of full intellectual capacity, which means he's operating at a very suboptimal level as far as kavana is concerned. That doesn't work with yibum. When somebody is using suboptimal kavana, when an individual is capable of being aware and present and mindful, and is not using that level of presence, awareness, and mindfulness, that's the problem that that a yashen that a sleeping person has. But it's not that the Yashen is love bardat, that he's not capable, that he's a being incapable of of, um, intention and and presence, emotional presence at all, as Rashi would suggest. Tosfes asks and answers a little bit differently. And uh, his question is from the case of um, uh, a a katan, somebody who's underage, which also we consider normally a keresh, a shoteh, and a katan, these are three individuals who are not considered bardat, they're not capable of making responsible decisions and choices, and therefore the decisions and choices they make don't have halachic validity. And yet, even a katan can do yibum. So you see that that intellectual competence is not a requirement, similar to the question that the Tosfes Tishonim asks. And Tosfes answers that the reason is not because he's not doing the, the mitzvah of yibum with full intention, it's because as a yashen, as a sleeping person, he has no intention for, for sexual intimacy even. He's completely out of out of that in, in that sense. Whereas a, a katan, even a young person or a cherish, somebody who's, who's deaf and dumb, certainly knows what they're doing. They understand the action. It's just that they don't have total, full awareness of the implications of the mitzvah. But they certainly understand what they're doing, whereas a yashen doesn't even understand what he's doing. Um, and therefore, at that moment, his, his yibum is not is not valid. Tosfot and Tosfot shishonim are relatively easy to understand, but let's get back to Rashi. So Rashi's idea is that when we're um, asleep, we're, we're like a different being, and we see that idea reflected in the laws of the tilach Yadayim of the morning, uh, where we have a uh, in the beginning of Arachaim. Of we have the requirement that when we get up in the morning, we have to wash our hands. We use a utensil, we wash our hands three times. And there are two different views that are given as to what the reason is. The Mishnah Bruhru brings them both. On the one hand, there's the view of the of the Rosh, that the reason is because the hands are unclean when you wake up in the morning. Uh, and the other is the view of the Rashbor. And the Rashbor says, we are created as new beings every morning, which again implies that the being that was asleep was not was not a living being. And as we're awake in the morning, this is a new being. This is someone and something very different, a different creature from the the individual who was asleep before. And so we wash our hands and dedicate them, rededicate them to the service of Hashem and thank Hashem with all the brachot that we say in the mornings uh, because we're that new being. Uh, It's interesting that the view of the Vilna Gon is that if you sleep during the day, you have, to, you have to say the Birkata Torah again. You've got to say the blessings for the study of Torah. But if you stay up the whole night, you don't have to. You can just continue. Because being asleep interrupts one's level of consciousness to the point that you need a new engagement. You need a re-engagement. Each morning, we have to re-engage with life, re-engage with Hashem, re-engage with the Torah. Now, we can't just continue from where we've left off, because in the meantime, we were totally disengaged. Um, I saw a quote in the name of the, the Rashbam, that the Rashbam says that a person who's asleep is not engaged in the world, he's out of this world, he's not in the world. And to do a Kinyan, you need to be engaged in the world, you need to be part of the world. A Kinyan is a transaction, it's a trade, um, it, it involves two people, it's a relationship. Uh, and a kinyan cannot be done by somebody who's out of this world, is not even engaged in this world. And that's the nature of a Yashen. So every morning, we need to feel some of that sense of wonder. Uh, that Thank you, Hashem, that you returned to me, not just that you returned to me when I woke up in the morning, that you gave me a soul again, but Nishmati, that same soul I had yesterday, you're allowing continuity. When I wake up in the morning, I can continue the day today from where I left off yesterday. I'm the same human being, even though in the interim I've been asleep. And a sleeping human being is something so different, so disconnected, so disengaged from what's really happening in the, in the world around him. Um, and that's the idea that we, that we learn from this Rashi, to understand how very separated we are when we sleep and how re-engaged we need to become uh, when we become awake so as to find ourselves able to continue our lives and build on our lives from where we left them off the day before.